Good morning and welcome once again to WinFocus. I'm John Sims and joining us this morning, Dennis Colonnade, CEO and Donna Spann, Chief Development Officer. Okay, I, I was three seconds away from getting that. That's okay. Of the East Texas Food Bank. Good morning, Dennis and Donna. This Good is morning. the umpteenth time we've had you on the show, although it's been a while. Lots to talk about today as always. Good morning. Great to have you with Good us. Good morning. It's always Thank good you. to be here, John. Thank you. Don't forget, InFocus is available online. Just go to ktbb.com slash InFocus. InFocus is uploaded to our website by the day after the show airs. Uh, lots to talk about today, as I just said. COVID-19, the winter storm, and just the day-in, day-out operations of the East Texas Food Bank, no matter what. Let's do what we always do and start off with a scene setter, the history, background, mission, and vision of the food bank. Sure, John. Yeah, the East Texas Food Bank was formed, and actually it was uh, official in 1988, but was in the formation process a couple years before that. It was established by a, a local group of volunteers who saw the need for many pantries and churches and organizations, mostly faith-based across, uh, you know, the, the East Texas area that uh, were raising food and raising money to try and feed people that were, uh, you know, in need. And uh, they saw a uh, need for an organized effort to try and, um, you know, get the costs of those foods down that they were serving to, uh, you know, to the hungry folks here in East Texas. Mm -hmm. And uh, also, you know, coordinated fundraising efforts. So they uh, worked with the North Texas Food Bank at the time. Uh, that was a nation, our nation's second harvest uh, at the time. And uh, we became a satellite food bank off of them for a year or two and uh, quickly accredited as one of uh, the Feeding America 200 food banks here in the United States. Feeding America is basically a nationwide network of food yeah. banks. Yeah, that's the largest hunger relief organization here in the United States. Okay. Now that we have the basics out of the way, and we're going to talk about so many things, your programs, the 26 counties you cover, what you uh, would be doing, even if there had never been COVID-19, and even if there had never been a winter storm. The winter storm's still so fresh in everyone's minds. Let's hit that first and talk about how the winter storm affected the food bank, your clientele, your neighbors, sure. if you will, and how you've responded to that. And all of us here in this room probably. Oh, right? no doubt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, so 2020 was a crazy year, but in 2021 is a doozy so far. Mm. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, so we... You know, the East Texas Food Bank is, uh, you know, one of our one of our programs and one of our reasons to be is to support disaster relief. And we've seen so many different types of disasters now. Uh, this storm was another type of disaster. Uh, you know, usually we're supporting uh, something that would happen on the Gulf Coast from a hurricane or mm -hmm. like Harvey. Um, you know, where we're, we're a clearinghouse for donated products that come nationwide and or, or locally, you know, where you have uh, tornadoes here in Canton or, you know, throughout uh, our area. Sure. You know, immediate things. Um, but this one affected us. Uh, we were shut down. Our, our trucks were iced in. We really couldn't get out. Uh, our staff did a great job. I think, you know, a week and a half out, we saw a forecast coming up and uh, 
we were uh, made some plans to hunker down and get uh, a lot of foods out to our agencies early on. Um, before the storm hit, we pull, pulled about three days' worth of orders in advance so that when we got back in, which we thought was going to be Wednesday, uh, you know, when we were guessing it originally, uh, that we were ready to go. But we were, we were closed all week. Uh, I, I came back into the food bank with our chief operating officer on Friday and distributed some water, but it was, it was very difficult to get there and, and to get that, that product out. And um, so now things are almost back to normal or back to a semblance of normal, would you say? Well, they're, they're almost back to normal. I think we, you know, for all intents and purposes, may have lost a week, uh, you know, in, in, in serving our pantries. Um, we're certainly continuing to work with the COVID relief uh, efforts that we've had with those mega food distributions. And we've seen a, a bump on those now. Uh, you know, the one we did one in Longview actually Friday before the snow, snowstorm, which was, uh, you know, there were some brave volunteers out there. That was a cold, right. cold and sleety day. Uh, and then we did one here uh, on Saturday at Green Acres Baptist Church. Yeah, we, we served about yeah. 2,200 families that day, which was a record for even that big food distribution. Mm-hmm. So it just uh, shows you that the people needed the food. Yeah, you know, yes. were out of food and needed it. So. Yeah. So the store, I think the grocery stores are still stocking their shelves. Uh, our, our clients are certainly <laughs> still getting stocking better, yeah. their shelves. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's coming back to normal, and we're we're working hard to do that. Mm-hmm. Wanted to mention something quickly here, and Lauren Barnes, who handles community relations for the food bank and who's just been such a great partner of ours here at the radio station um she sent something out first uh, announcing that february 27th drive-through distribution at green acres baptist church and also some things that uh people that are going to be helpful to people the texas health and human services commission announcing households who receive snap which was formerly known as food stamps they can request replacement benefits due to lost food during a storm won't go into a whole lot of details about that but um, clients basically need to call 211 option 2 during business hours Monday through Friday 9 to 6 to request replacement benefits. We wanted to get that out there again right. one more time. And while we're on that, let's go ahead and give some contact information out for the food bank itself. You're at 3201 Robertson Road, just down the street from uh, the TJC West Campus. Phone number 903-597-3663 or 800-815-3663. And the website is easttexasfoodbank.org. You're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. As we visit this morning with Dennis Colonnane and Donna Spann from the East Texas Food Bank. On that note, uh, anything else that you maybe wanted to add about um, the SNAP benefits that are being offered? Any response that you can track so far or anything yeah. like that? The one thing that's important also, two-on-one is a great resource, but we also have a benefits assistance team at the food bank that you can uh, either go to the website or you can call us. And, uh, you know, you can talk to one of our counselors there mm-hmm. also that can help you uh, navigate through the process. And they can answer a lot of questions on what benefits are available to you, not only with SNAP, but all the related benefits with TANF and, and uh, you know, Medicare and Medicaid. Uh, they're, they're very, very knowledgeable in, in what the, the uh, most up-to-date uh, benefits are for people who need some help. You bet. Now, so we've hit the whole iceberg there instead of just the tip. So thanks for getting all that filled in for us, Dennis. Uh, Moving along to um, the other big uh, elephant in the room, if you will, uh, for almost a year now. Hard to believe. You guys have had a very busy last year. Just how has the pandemic affected your work? And even more importantly, how have you and your partner agencies responded to that? Yeah, that was... uh you know, we talk about disasters. That was a that was a disaster that affected the the globe, 
Uh, so we're all in it together. And usually when you, you know, when we talk about disasters, there's, there's, uh, you know the source, and, and then the then the relief. But everybody was needing the relief at that time. Mm -hmm. um, we were in a position to where we almost, we really had to shut down our volunteer center. We struggled for a few weeks, and uh, we had some unbelievable support from the Mentoring Alliance. Uh, who their their programs were really closed all altogether, so they directed all of their volunteer resources towards mm -hmm. us. But it just became too difficult and people became too concerned about you know being in the public so we had to close that down and and we were fortunate to be one of the first food banks to uh, request and get uh, the national guard support here uh, thanks to uh, you know our local uh, mm -hmm. energy uh, or emergency operations committee uh, it's yeah. it's a very strong group Mm -hmm. Wanted to run some numbers by it quickly here. Uh, East Texas was already in a hunger crisis before the pandemic hit. Every time that you or anyone from the food bank sure. has come in, we've talked about that over the years. And now more East Texans facing hunger than ever before. We're talking well over a quarter of a million East Texas, over 96,000 kids facing hunger. That's one in five East Texans, including one in three one children. Three and children. once all the uh, crises are over, the, the specific ones, the winter storm, what's right. left of the uh, aftermath of that and the COVID-19 pandemic, that's going to continue. It's right. going to continue. You will have every reason to stay in business. Talk about volunteers. And I remember at one point you did bring volunteers back. But uh, you were not able to do that and have not been able to do that at full tilt. What's the status of that right now? Well, it's not full tilt, but we do have volunteer opportunities available. And if you go onto our website, uh, we've got uh, some very useful tools that can help you sign up for shifts. But we really are, we've got a three phase approach to bringing volunteers back up to full strength. And I think we're still on phase one. We've tried to stretch into phase two a couple times, but, you know, we're really conscious of uh, everybody's safety. So, uh, you know, our volunteer center is open, but it's very limited. It's unfortunate. We just finished it. We just built it. Um, but, uh, you know, it actually was built at the right time. At the mm -hmm. right, and, uh, but, yeah, we're gonna, we'll be up to full strength, hopefully by the end of the year. And uh, it'll provide a very good um, experience for people to come in and, and get their hands on our mission. Yeah, I almost forgot about what I still think of as the new volunteer center. That opened um, April of 2018. 19 or 18? 19. 19. 19. <laughs> so coming up on two years, and yeah. um, I know I've been out there a few times. Uh, how, how are things working with that? Is that uh, based, you know, taking into account what you're having to deal with right now, is that still um, serving you and your clients well? Oh, it, it's made a, a world of difference to the East Texas Food Bank and to the people that we serve, even though we are on a smaller uh, volunteer group of people, they still are coming in and they're still vital to what we do and our services coming in and, and putting backpacks together. And we're, you know, we still have to feed these people and we don't have our National Guard anymore. Uh -huh. We're just doing it very, very safely in smaller groups of volunteers, but um, they're coming in. It's made a huge difference. We've got a beautiful community center um, that um, our nonprofits and, and partners are able to come in and use that facility, spread out and use that facility as they need. So um, it, it's made a huge difference in what we're able to do and what we're able to provide, um, particularly during the crisis. It's, it's, it's been unbelievable having the National Guard there. And even even during that, that crisis, we're very proud that and um, 
to find out that Feeding America uh, ranked us as a rally and crisis food mm. bank and said that the food bank was doing such a great job during this crisis. And so we couldn't do that without our volunteers and our donors um, who also rallied and continue to rally in this crisis. You bet. Dennis Colonine and Donna Spann with the East Texas Food Bank, our guests this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims. And uh, looking down the laundry list, if you will, of different things that you've had to do and take into account during the COVID-19 pandemic, working with partner food pantries so they could switch to a drive through model and stay open to meet the need. How has that been working out for you? Well, many of them are still on that drive through model. Uh, it's really difficult to um, expect people to go back into, you know, close contact if they're going into a, a a preferred model, which is what we like to see, uh, where the clients actually get to go in and shop and make a choice, uh, it has to be on a limited basis. So we're, we're really trying to coach our pantries through with best practices on that. Um, you know, and that's, that seems to be working out pretty well. So we really felt our, our role with, with our pantries was to try and give them the best practices and how to, uh, to get through this early on. And they, a lot of them, well, not many, actually, I'm, I'm going to brag because our pantries were different than many, many food banks across the country. And there, I think we may have lost only two or three of our 140 pantries that uh, actually mm. completely closed down. Wow. So that was an unbelievable effort for them to stay open throughout this. All right. even, even though they were limited. Mm -hmm. I think we touched on this a little while ago. Holding mega drive-through food distributions in Tyler, Longview, and Lufkin. We talked about the one late last month at Green Acres Baptist Church. And Lufkin, uh, kind of a new kid on the block. I believe you, you're doing something really special in Lufkin. Well, right we now. are. It's uh, Angelina County is is one of our counties of high, higher need. Also, Lufkin's a, a bigger population center in our service area, 26 counties. And... Um, yeah, so you know we we saw a need down there to uh, provide uh, you know more diverse services, uh, you know some nighttime and and uh, weekend services for clients in the north part of Lufkin, which is uh, you know area a very high need. Mm -hmm. And thanks to uh, the partnership that we formed with the TLL Temple Foundation, uh, we received some funding as part of a comprehensive uh, uh, food insecurity solution for deep east texas uh part of that is opening up the deep east texas resource center which mm. is on 105 lofton street uh in in lufkin and we just opened that up last week we did it's brand new um you know we've been testing it out and we'll have a grand opening coming up pretty soon but it's basically a pantry and uh, it's got wraparound services in there nutrition education uh, job core will be in there uh there there's some other partners that are also working with uh, utility relief so uh, you know we, we see that assistance yeah mm -hmm. and also that. what's really exciting is uh, it's a it's a little warehouse so we'll be able to do some branch distribution of fresh produce to uh, to those pantries down in deep east texas very good you provided targeted financial and logistic support to your partner agencies so they could stay open yeah we had some extra funding and we we uh, we solicited funding to help our pantries modify their operations and uh you know there there were a lot of other expenses with boxes and packaging and uh you know different foods that you we actually had to purchase and procure and help them procure uh to uh, provide to our clients mm -hmm. and those schools working with local school districts 26 counties worth to serve emergency food boxes at their meal distributions yes yes we um you know at first when the schools uh dismissed their children we uh 
had to provide food for those kids. That doesn't mean kids are not hungry because they're not in school. So what we did was we partnered with the schools. The schools were providing lunch and we were providing a box of food for the families mm -hmm. and those children during those distributions from the schools um, to the parents. There mm -hmm. was a drive up model again and they would drive through and we would supplement what they were getting from the school for a food box for the families. Yeah, that school lunch was going unserved and the schools got the yes. waiver to serve those uh, on a drive-through basis and we went side by side with that with emergency boxes and also unserved after-school snacks mm -hmm. and backpacks so mm -hmm. it was very 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 good talking to dennis colony and donna spang with the east texas food bank this morning on in focus i'm john sims 907-597-3663 or 800-815-3663 if you want to give them a call for any and every reason 3201 robertson road and tyler is the physical address lots of information on the website that's easttexasfoodbank.org and if you like you can hit that social media piece with facebook twitter instagram and youtube all kinds of ways to stay in contact with the east texas food bank the senior population always a challenge mm. you piloted a temporary program to deliver emergency food boxes directly to homebound seniors during the pandemic we did we have we have a, a small core of of folks that work with us that uh you know they they really like to go out and, and bring food into the food bank and uh, since there wasn't a whole lot of going out and bringing at that time we redirected them towards uh, you know delivering foods to, to seniors that were, were that were homebound at that time mm -hmm. and uh it, it worked out very very well um the uh, demand of it uh, went down, so we really discontinued that program today, but uh, it was a good immediate response for the time that it was needed. Mm -hmm. But we still have our, our senior box program. Oh, yeah, but that's that not a home over, delivery. But it's not our home delivery. Uh -huh. Yeah, and though, even though it's now in the past, uh, we serve, you can look back. There's no telling how many 4, lives 000. you saved, how no, many people We, we, we were serve able. about 4,000 seniors a week, uh -huh. so it's, it's, a, it's a major program for us. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, it, it's March, and um, uh, I don't know. It's my 11th anniversary So, so far, today. it's come in so, like something yeah. between a lion and a lamb. We don't know what's going to happen, <laughs> but it's that time of the year when you do begin to look, um, not least with a changeover to daylight uh, saving time this month, but uh, you do begin to look ahead to the summer. And you can also look back on what happened last year. You changed your summer food program to a contactless grab-and-go model so kids could receive breakfast and lunch meals. Let's get a precis on how that went and what you know about how that's going to look for this coming year. Well, we're still feeling our way through that, John. I think it's going to be pretty similar to what it was look like last year. Uh, it, again, it's a, it's, a, it's a federal program, and it uh, has quite a few um, regulations as far as how it can operate typically the children can't take the food off of the site uh, that was waived last year uh, we're hoping that that is waived again this year because we don't see it congregating again uh, at least for, for right now uh, and, and because of all of those restrictions it was much smaller as far as the uh, amount of distribution mm -hmm. that we did so we're really not expecting our normal numbers again this year with uh, the summer food program but it's such an important program because you know the location where we do those services is very very targeted and the children that uh, that participate in it those are the families that really are hurting and their budgets are, are struggling uh, you know that's that school lunch is so important and when you have to 
take it out of your pocketbook uh, when school is out. It's it's very difficult for a family that's already struggling. No doubt. And you're still closing out February numbers, but from March 2020 through January of 2021, we're talking over 22.8 million meals to over 74,000 families. Right. Yeah, and that was those are kind of COVID era numbers. Uh, when we closed out our our fiscal year. Uh, we, were, we were at a record 25 million plus distribution in food, uh, up about 25%, I think, over what our, uh, our, our previous years were. Um, you know, at one point, we were, we were serving 74% more families than we'd ever served. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, a lot of people that were coming to those, those uh, programs and receiving food from us had never gone to a pantry or ever mm. asked for help before. I mean, so they, they were really in an area where they didn't know how to do it. It was 40% of those 74. 40% right? of our, the people we served never sought, sought help before. My gosh. Um, uh, so many, and you know, talking to people that work with different nonprofits and human needs agencies mm -hmm. around the community, so many of us are like one paycheck away or just mm -hmm. one step away from a, an right. entirely one different situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, one crisis away. Now, the East Texas Food Bank distributes a lot, and we mean a lot of food every year. Just uh, talking generically, COVID, winter storm or not. Um, you distributed a record 25.3 million meals to over 91,000 uh, East Texas families just this past year. Yes, yes we, we did. We, we served a lot of um, individuals, a lot of families, children, seniors. Um, some of you know, our most vulnerable are our children and seniors, but we, we distributed a lot. And, um, you know, it's still in need. There's still a lot to do. Again, like I've, I've always said, you know, we couldn't do anything that we do if it were not for the people who support us and donate food to us or particularly our donors. Our mm -hmm. donors um, have been just remarkable through this uh, season and uh, season we hope we don't have to repeat. But um, they continue to be gracious and, and uh, give to the food bank. And we, we just couldn't do it if it were not for our donors, our volunteers, and people who really step up to the plate and continue to give. Yes, John, and this is going to be a, a marathon. It's not really a sprint. Yeah, uh, I've heard that you, before. You know, when we um, – when everything really hit last January, February, and uh, businesses started closing, it, it really uh, – it was a reminder of 2008, you know, when we had the Great Recession, mm -hmm. and we're we're doing some um, regrouping on strategic strategy planning for the, with the food bank and and the use of our resources, and we're we're using that same that same food insecurity curve uh, that occurred back in 2008. So you know, you saw a big increase in food insecurity then, and it really lasted for a good two and two and a half years. And we're looking at, uh, you know, that being our time horizon until hopefully, you know, the economy will get uh, will come back with the strength that it had before. And, uh, you know, we'll see things subside. But right now we've got to hunker down. We've got uh, at least through the rest of this year, a lot of work to do with feeding people. Mm -hmm. The COVID-19 pandemic, uh, we hear so many. It's still a mixed bag. Things are getting better. More people getting vaccinated. Numbers are going down. Hospitalizations going down. But on the other hand, we have the variants that we have to be concerned with. Um, uh, what is your overall assessment is based on what you know or can take a pretty educated guess about right now uh, of what's going to be happening at the food bank over the next few months? Do you envision getting back to even closer to a semblance of normal or are you kind of playing a waiting game and just uh, 
waiting to see what happens or somewhere along that? Well, that's a that's a I have an interesting answer to that question. Uh, in a lot of ways, I don't want to get back to normal. Uh, I think that there's a lot of things that are going to change about us and I think about uh, mm. a lot of people. Good point. And, uh, you know, as I'm saying that uh, we, we're doing some strategy planning and we've learned a lot of good lessons uh, and COVID has taught us to be better in a lot of ways. So that normal before, you know, we're going to be better, you know, when we come back. Uh, so I like to think about uh, getting back to better rather than back to normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, that's, what, that's really what I'm looking forward to. And, uh, you know, we've lo- learned so many valuable lessons. And I think we've learned to be so thankful for a lot of things, too, through this. Yeah. Uh, and, um, you and know. Even more compassionate through it. Um, y- you know, we, we're on the front lines. And literally, Dennis and I go on the front lines through the mass distributions. And, yeah. and I like to walk through the up and down the cars of uh, people and and talk to them and visit with them and you can't imagine the stories that that they're telling us there's those that have never needed Mm -hmm. or sought the assistance before that feel terrible being there and embarrassed to be there there's the senior citizen that says i haven't eaten in three days god bless the food bank god god bless everybody you know um and, and the child that has to ask the mom, is it my day to eat? Mm. Um, those kind of things we hear. And, and we look into the eyes and the face of hunger um, every time we go to that. And our hearts are, you know, Dennis and I, we just walk away just kind of, you know, we know that, that something good's happening, but we know that there's still suffering yeah. and still pain. And, and we've received a lot of support. Yes, I mean, it, the community yeah. has really rallied behind uh, the people that are in need here. And that's been really one of the, the, the blessings. Yes. Uh, it, so, And it's also brought a lot of, uh, I think, a lot of focus on, on the, the need that was already there. And we're hoping to carry that through and, and uh, you know, to build that support. Yeah, Dennis Cullinane, CEO, Donna Spann, Chief Development Officer, East Texas Food Bank, our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims. You serve so many, many, many people, and yet there are still folks that are missing out and need an answer to this question. If someone is needing food assistance, what should they do? Maybe they just, just don't know. It's very simple. Um, if they have access to an iPhone or a computer, you simply go to EastTexasFoodBank.org. And when you go on there, you, there is a button at the very top, a yellow button that says Find Food. And when you click on that button, it's going to take you to a simple process of just putting in where you're located, where you live, and it will list all of the food resources. It could be pantries, it could be soup kitchens um, or, or distributions that are in your area, located in your area. And it's very simple. It will tell you, you click on those pantries and it will tell you the pantry's location, the pantry's hours. It's even mapped, um, uh, you know, pinned on a map where it'll just show you the directions and show you exactly how to get there. But it'll, it, it'll show you the uh, resources closest to, to where you're located. Mm-hmm. Another fast-moving show this morning with so much to discuss, but uh, we want to make sure everybody knows how they can help. We've talked about volunteering, Mm -hmm. uh, financial donations. You always gladly accept those, and there's an interesting number that keeps popping up. Every $1 donated provides up to eight meals for children, families, and seniors in need. So I guess just go to the donation tab on the website. That's exactly right. There's a Donate Now tab also at the top, and it's very simple. You can go in and fill in a form and do that. If you if you don't want to do that, call the East Texas Food Bank. We've got people uh, 
on the lines that'll be happy to walk you through making a donation online uh, or assist you in any way possible at all. Okay, you can host a virtual food drive and that's an interesting concept. It is. We're doing virtual food drives for a, a reason. Um, obviously, we've talked about our volunteers and that, it, that we do not have access to as many volunteers as we used to. Um, and so we are um, conducting virtual food drives. Again, you can uh, sign up for, to do one of those online very simply. And um, you purchase food or provide donations to purchase foods through that. Um, we don't have the staff either to sort through uh, volunteered, um, excuse me, uh, donated food. So, um, you know, we feel like this is the, the best possible way. And I have to tell you, our, our community has rallied and stepped up to that too. Uh, companies, corporations, we encourage companies and corporations to go online and do virtual food drives, individuals, schools, whoever wants to do that. Okay, you still need healthy volunteers, shifts kept small, social distancing and masks required to keep the staff and volunteers safe. Simple matter of um, going online maybe shooting an email or just calling that food calling the food bank at the numbers you'll find on the website and uh, setting up uh, just finding out if uh, what the availabilities are and then just going from there I on guess. the website you can actually schedule your shift yes. okay yeah, it's very okay. easy and that is easttexasfoodbank.org yes, and don't sir. forget social media facebook twitter instagram and youtube as we wind down the show advocate Food Bank needs your voice to amplify the issue of hunger in East Texas, and you can engage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter and help share the work of the East Texas Food Bank. Absolutely. You know, in our advocacy program, uh, it's to protect and defend policies that seek to close the hunger gap yeah. um, at the federal, state, and local levels. And um, it, it deals with surplus uh, produce, access um to SNAP benefits for seniors. Um, we've been to the state capitol. We've been to the national, you know, been to Washington, D.C. to I know to you've do just done so much mm -hmm. and in concert with Feeding America as well. But we are just about out of time. Dennis Colonine and Donna Spin with the East Texas Food Bank, thanks so much for coming in and get us up to date on what you're doing. Thank you, John. We appreciate the opportunity. Thank you, John. It's you always did. good to be with you. Dennis and Donna with the Food Bank, our guests. I'm John Sims. Thanks for joining us and see you again next week on In Focus. <laughs>